0: Welcome to another edition. This is episode four from Tales from the Home. I'm Solomon Reviews Marky Mark and my special co-host, my wonderful friend Steve BFG. How are you, kiddo? Absolutely fabulous, young man. Oh, goody yes. good. Good afternoon. Pleasure to see you. Yes, yeah, it is afternoon. Sunday afternoon. So... We're going to have a, a busy podcast today, aren't we? We've got lots to talk about. We've got a main topic, which is going to be our first ever love, which is music. We'll be setting that off in a bit. We've got some news, bit of advocacy going off as well, and general chitty chat chat. I think that's the best way of explaining it, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, yes. Sir.
1: I have so enjoyed so. When we get ready for the podcast, you know, obviously you start looking through stuff that you're going to be talking about and going back over the old tracks for the music. I have so enjoyed this last
0: couple of days.
1: <laughs> oh, I've been spotty in 17 all over again. Oh, bless you.
0: There's not much change then,
1: has it? Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, I love you too.
0: Yeah, say I've been listening to, so like, I, I thought, right, getting ready for the podcast and everything. I've been so like listening to really early stuff that I've been, uh, I, I got into uh, really, really when I was so like in the early, early teens and that. So so like, yeah, I'm looking forward to chatting about that one. So we're at the top of the show. So I might as well ask you, what is your buffet today? Right, the buffet for Sunday.
1: Uh, I'm going to hold this up anyway, because even, um, only Mark can see it. The Vapor Giant. My Ooh. little mini girth. Oh, bless her. We were talking about this the other week, and I suddenly thought, I haven't had a, a chuff on this in ages. Mm. So I pulled it out of the cupboard. And I really do enjoy this mod. Mm. Do, you ex- mm. do you want to explain it to the people so they know what it is? Well, it's a 26650 mech um but it comes when you purchase it it's a stack so it's in two parts now i run it as one part if you ever watch any of uh jules mama vape shows you've probably seen her using her no it's stevie's isn't it i better not get that one wrong no <laughs> i think it might be jules but she quite often vapes it in the stack, which is huge mm. i mean this thing's a beast you know, if anybody ever breaks into their house, it's what you want next to the bed at three o'clock in the morning. Oh, you're not <laughs> kidding. Oh,
2: no.
1: <laughs> There's some weight to it, just just using the single part. And on top of that, I've got the uh, the Mad Dog and I'm running something I haven't tried before and I'm really enjoying it. Lick Remixed. Hmm. Raspberry Dripple. And I think the best way of describing it is you know um a raspberry roulade oh yeah so you've got raspberry coulis and you've got mm. meringue now those are the two flavors i'm getting out of this Ooh. it's like a meringue drizzled in raspberry raspberry coulis Ooh. and it's really tasty
0: Ooh. what's that strawberry one what do they call it a eating mess isn't it Yes, eaten mess. Yes. So it's like a bit of an eaten mess, but obviously raspberry. Yeah,
1: no hint of the cream, just mm. the meringue and the, and the raspberry. But because the raspberry is fresh, mm. it's not overly sweet.
0: Ooh. Really I meant to nice. ask you, on the Giant, what size is that? Is that a 30 mil? Yes, yes it is. Oh, you're going to have to use my uh, glass. That glass will look lovely on that, especially with the uh, bell cap on it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It looks like uh, well, you're going to have to use that on that. So I think that'll suit that very, very nicely.
1: Fits the warhead lovely. So, mm. uh, and for once, I've actually got a second mod. Mm-hmm. Again, old school vape. So it's the V, the Dubpo V, mm. uh, and it's got the Lost Art Goon 1.5 sat on top.
0: Do you know some of and that V? I love it. Absolutely love the V. It's so Such comfy. A simple mod. Yeah, but simple. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and you you dial it in. It's
0: got a physical on-off switch, which is for me, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, I like the physical on-off switch. I've got a oh. Uwell uh, Iron Fist, and that's got one on as well. Oh, nice! I didn't mm. realize
1: they had one. Yeah. Oh, oh, fab! Well, this is this is like my sort of. If I'm out and about, I'll take this because then I can switch it off, and mm. I'm not going to worry about it going off in your pocket or anything, yeah. which is always good. Mm. And in that I've got the own boy uh, one of the volume two range, the rhubarb, raspberry and orange blossom and again, the rhubarb and raspberry. it's not a a, a mix that you would think, oh yeah, I've gotta try that, but well worth it. Mm. Oh, oh it's naughty. And finally, just a quick update. Um, I said last week that I'd be ordering from Vapable mm. for uh, one of their mix kits, and I did. And it arrived uh, arrived Wednesday. So God, that's good. Whole... Twenty four hours. That's good. That. Unbelievable. And it's, it... Let me just make this very clear. This wasn't a. Please fill my order and send it. Lots of love. Tales from the Home. This was me using my normal name, normal card, you know, mm. nothing to link us to, at all. 24 hours it turned up, inside the kit, everything I could need, including a nice pair of extra large gloves, which for me is a must. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, got, I'd got 30 mil of this knocked up and done uh, Friday evening. And I think it took me 10, 15 minutes following their instructions. All right. And most of that was unpacking the box, reading the instructions, and then just measuring what they give.
2: Mm.
1: You end up with a 64e mix at 15%. And I'm really enjoying this. It needs a bit of a steep.
0: Mm.
1: I will say that it does seem to need a bit of a steep. But I'm
0: really looking forward to trying it after a few days. Mm. Well, that sounds ace, nice, that. I mean, I, I would assume, uh, so like buying a complete kit, that it would need a couple of weeks steeping. It's not exactly like your uh, vaping goes that you just buy and add your nicotine. You want to give it mm. a couple of weeks. I think custards, sometimes they're about three weeks, four weeks, in fact. Yeah, well,
1: that's why I've got fruit flavours. Mm. So um, I've got a cherry aid to make up as well, so Ooh. I'm really looking forward to doing that one. Nice. to a little cherry mm.
0: Ooh. Mm. Mm. very nice sir. very nice
1: sir. right and that's my buffet over and done with. so what are you enjoying this fine sunday sir? well
0: I've just completed me uh, up and closes my um, table cams for next week's uh, reviews, uh, next week's reviews I might as well tell you straight away I am on the Wasp Nano RTA now this comes with a, for a You have to buy yourself, obviously, the bubble glass. So I've got that. So that comes up to, I think it's three mil. The bubble glass. There actually is no information on the uh, box or anything, but I do believe it's it makes it up to three mil. So yeah, been doing the uh, up and closer review of that. Underneath there, I've got the Omie, which is called the Flash VT One. Which I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I'm really really enjoying using it in that mm-hmm. i have got the uh, strawberry smoothie from avengers little comp- unknown company that i picked up at uh, expo so yeah enjoying that and uh, yes very very nice very nice also like very i was nice. saying to you i was doing the uh up and closes uh doing the glass uh rdt uh, no rdsa why they put the s i'll never know but there you go. <laughs> but yeah, I mean the did that one and I've got that one on the uh, V sticky, which is called the uh, VK530 mod. The Nash in that I have got Vape Stars Ink Red Lace. Ooh. Yes, it is and it is very much like the red lace. You know, that you get out your tempeh you mix and things like that. Yeah, the it, strawberry boot lace. Yeah, exactly. Oh nice It is it is like that. It's almost got that, a little bit of earthy taste to it as well. So it's almost like, it's not quite a licorice, but it's got that kind of a hint to it as well. So, yeah, really enjoying that.
1: That sounds good.
0: I've also got the uh, Kelpie. Uh, I've got this in matchy-matchy mode uh, with Eurus. It's purple tar- uh, drip tip and purple mod. So, yeah, I'm enjoying that one. Inside there, I went for a breakfast. It's called Breakfast Delight from Luxury Vapes. So I'm Ooh. having a little go at that. That's really nice. It's almost got a... Um, it's got like a toast feel to it, but then you've got cream and you've got strawberries as well. But it's got this almost... In the background, it's like toast. Yeah, very, very different. Very very chill out type of uh, vape, that. Really nice. And finally, but not leastly... Oh, no, I've got one more after that one. I've got the Drop RDA on the Keen. Oh, Stan, thank you so much. I am thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying this. Do you know what I'm going to call this mod? Go on, then. The Working Man's Mod. And the reason why I say this one is because it's blooming well built. And it's under 100 quid <laughs> and i would Fair say point. that's a working man's mod and i really do i love it to pieces really nice. and it hits really really well it does really hit well so impressed no end in that i've got evc's killer custard impressed Ooh. impressed yeah. yeah it's all right that finally but not leastly i have got the uh, rebirth rda underneath that i've got the minikin v3 i'm enjoying this it's a weighty little mod but i'm enjoying it and in that i've got melon from Blas. big shout out mm. to nick so yeah that's my buffet and for drinking wise i'm on zero uh, coke there you go mm, that's... that's it <laughs>
1: Just going back to that glass, you've got the uh, silver, the metal dome on it.
0: Yes, you can buy that separately as well. I think it'd look nice on your mod, that. Hmm.
1: I really do. Like I said last week, uh, my coils are far (laughs) too gunked up by the end of a session to to have the glass
0: dome. So the metal dome. Yeah, I think that would look nice on yours. There I mean, you go. I will be shipping, shipping it over to you and then you can tell me next week.
2: There you
0: go. Well, the VK530, on top of that, that looks absolutely brilliant. Mm.
1: So, yeah, I don't think it looks bad, that at all. No. <laughs> oh, you have such nice toys. <laughs> Bless me. <laughs> so, I mean, when any
0: idea when the Minikin reviews likely to be... Um, It will be either next week or the week after. I'm still playing around with the Minikin. Um, It's a touchscreen. And I'm still... Well, I've only literally had it, what, a week? And I'm still playing around with it. Uh, I'm one of these people that I'd rather get to know the device before I, I shove out a review. And there's some little bits and pieces. It's a bit of a weird one because it's... On the outskirts, it's, it's almost like a triangle kind of shape. It's very ergonomic, I've got to admit, but it feels to me like it was designed for somebody with left-handed instead of right-handed. Because oh, it's right. quite... Yeah, it, it just do not feel quite right in the right hand. It feels more comfortable in the left hand. Also, when you're moving the... Um, screen obviously it's a touch screen and when you move going into the menu system it seems easier to do it with your right hand so i've got a feeling that this was designed for used in left hand hmm. so but the menu system the actual touch screen is really really easy it works and it works very very well i'm quite impressed with the actual touch screen there's no lag or anything like that when you touch it and move um, across the screen going to your different menu systems, it works really, really well. And it's got some nice features to it as well. So, yeah. So, hopefully, it'll be either out... Mm, not next week, the week after, or the week after that. It's dependent on... So, no it will be soon. It will mm. be soon. I'll be getting it out as soon as I can.
1: So, yeah. You know, I'd much rather wait and see what you think, mate. Yeah, I'm one... I know
0: you've tested it. I'm one of these people that sometimes... it, it I I just like to make sure that I know what I'm talking about before I actually start saying stuff. I mean, RDAs, tanks and things like that, I give them roughly about two weeks. Mm -hmm. On a mod of this, when you're getting into a mod like this, three weeks is probably my comfort zone. I know it doesn't do very good for the channel light, but I'd rather know exactly how it works instead of knowing roughly how it works.
1: Yeah, but that's that's the thing, mate. I'd rather watch a review where I know you've you battered
0: it, you know. Yeah, I want to live a, with a it longer period. I, I yeah. want to live with them uh, with a modern an RDA and well anything that I use uh, to review. I I want to live with it. It's like an mm. RDA. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can roughly work out an RDA after the first build, if you're going to like it or not, but I like to put a couple of builds in, I normally put a fancy coil build in it, or I'll put a normal single round wire build in it, and things like that, and see what it's like, taking in and out them screws, if them screws going to hold up for multiple builds, I mean, it's, it's that longevity thing, isn't it? You could, oh, get yeah. an, you could get an RDA, and you think, yeah, this is the best thing since last spread, but Three, four uh, builds down the line, them screws start failing. It, Which it's th- is the last thing you want. Exactly. So it's things like that that you've got to. I like to, in my own mind, know that yeah, I've actually tested this, and I like to test me stuff properly. It's just where I am. <laughs> no OCD at all. No. 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 no OCD. No. Well, I think I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I mean. Some, on average, I mean, yeah, you can do it within two weeks, Um a, a decent review and you know the product, but I like to really, especially when it's getting into mods that's got menu systems and things like that, I like to sort of like live with it for a bit. Hmm.
1: Well, I mean, especially when you're looking at what you would call sort of the, the mid-range price of, of a lot of stuff seems to be creeping up. Hmm. You know, so... You know, a premium RDA now. You're looking at over
0: 50 quid, aren't you? For a premium dripper. Well, yeah, I mean, I was looking at the uh, Turk. Is it the V2 RDA? And I was was so tempted to get one. But that was, even at Expo, I think that was £45. Blimey. Mm, Yeah, I know. So, I mean, it's normally about a 60 quid RDA, that. So, Mm. it is nice. I do like it, but
1: yeah <clears throat> I know I'm tired, but if I'm going to be coughing up 60 bucks for, f- for anything, I want to know. yeah, I want
0: exactly. to have a pretty good idea.: Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, uh, it's like with anything, I mean I'm going to do a review of wh- whatever you so, like you really want to know. I mean, I've been playing around with the glass and the wasp for nearly a month. Believe it or not. I mean, it would have been out last week, but obviously Expo came along, so uh, that's why they're getting out this week. But yeah, I've been playing around with them for, for at least a month. So, yeah. So no the Well, you, You've that's got to. It's really the only way I can do it. It's just my peace of mind more than anything else. Is if I'm going to review something, I want to make sure that things are working as they should. Because let's Ooh. face it, for arguing sake that you... You review a mod literally straight out of the box, and then further along the line something starts happening. You know that. Take for instance the iPhones that started uh, self-combusting and things like that. If you reviewed that prior to it, and it's sort of like, "Yeah, this is wonderful, no problems with it, da 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 da," and then a month down mm. the line, you're gonna look a fool, aren't you? But <laughs> it's as simple as it's sort of like when you're messing about with something like the minikin v3 it's a bit more than a mech because obviously you've got that menu system to go through you've got to make sure everything works all right and things like that Mm. and you've got to test it so yeah and let's be right the the past history of touchscreen devices hasn't been brilliant exactly so i want to make sure over a longer period of time that it's going to be it's going to hold up so no good stuff right is, is that everything for the buffet? And... Yeah, that's it for the buffet. <laughs>
1: Fabulous. Shall we move on to the, uh, the news?
0: <laughs> news time!
1: <laughs> BBC One would be so much more interesting if that's how they introduced it. <laughs> dun, dun, uh, <laughs> uh, right. Well, Mark actually brought this week's uh, article to my attention, and it's it's a very interesting article. It's from Open Access Government uh, on the web, and uh, it's a bit of a clickbait headline with UK requires an immediate ban on single-use products, which to my mind immediately suggested that maybe given that the government had brought in the plastic straw ban Mm. that's going to be enforced that they were looking at similar things with plastic bags etc etc and when you read further into the article it's actually um, a suggestion by uh, waste experts for want of a better name who suggest that uh, plastic bags and disposable nappies fishing lines, cigarette books plastic bottles, styrofoam and surprisingly aluminium cans uh, would all be affected now Mark raised a very interesting question on this if we were looking at uh, a ban on single use plastic products it would also include E-juice bottles, surely. Mm. Now, this got us talking, and I'm hoping it's going to get the people who are listening thinking on this. Because uh, any sort of legislation like this would have a direct effect.
0: Mm. I mean, it's basically a single use they're not trying to get away from. So any plastic bottle has to be either reusable... Mm. Completely? Or what, what's the alternative?
1: Well, unfortunately, the, the, the article doesn't particularly go into uh, potential alternatives. But I mean, as I said to you, we could see, it would be nice to, for me personally to see a return to the old uh, glass bottle and dripper days. Mm. Because once you'd finished the juice in those, you just washed them out and you could either reuse them or just recycle them with glass. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, at least
0: they are properly <clears throat> recyclable, aren't they? So,
1: well, this is it, and you—you you had me thinking, so I went through a range of bottles that uh, I've got at home with the various juices. Now, there are EU standards on <clears throat> labeling for—do excuse me—labeling for plastics, and out of the ten bottles I looked at. Only two of them had, had, had clear markings hmm. which identified what the plastic was and that directly affects how you would recycle them. Hmm. Which, yeah, that's interesting, this is quite interesting really though. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, looking at it, um, the two I've got in front of me, so the licked. yes, there are the various warnings etc but on the board juice it clearly states it's recyclable. Hmm. Uh now for me I'd I'd like to see much clearer markings
0: on I think, I, think, I think I think the problem with it is because they are 10 mil bottles. I mean you well, look, yeah. I mean you look at the size of a 10 mil bottle. I mean it's all right mm. saying on uh, like you refill, you know, your big uh, bottles but mm. the standard TPD compliant bottle is a 10 mil bottle I mean and to be fair you can hardly see any of the ingredients hardly any of the warnings and things like that on there plus they've got to put their advert and logo on there as well they are very mm. restricted I know you can get labels where you can double peel them open where there's got a lot more information on them but yeah as a 10 mil bottle and imagine turning them into a dripper Oh, no, mm. no, know exactly so mm. I, I think it is a call for getting rid of 10 mil bottles I really do but then we've got the other side of the uh, uh, coin where we've got a, a industry uh, partakers should we say um, that want to keep 10 mil bottles <laughs> well yeah
1: UKV are one of them to be pushing for
2: mm.
1: yeah. and you can understand it from the manufacturer's point of view the the 10 mil they've got more chance of closing down the short fill loophole with the 10 mil mm. Um and there's I'm not saying that it's it's just a money making exercise but I do think that's a large part of it mm. but the problem with the 10 mil is you've got the cardboard box mm. then you've got three bottles instead of one you've got a different type of plastic for the uh, child safety cap
0: yep yeah, we just seem to be creating more waste. Mm. Yep. Uh, I mentioned this uh, over a year ago when I was at Vape Jam and I was uh, uh, speaking for the NNA and a couple of stage in that. Um, that was one of my main topics about the 10 mil bottle and environmental issue about it. That, so like it kind of bypassed it's, it's created one thing And caused another thing That's what I was trying to explain So you've created mm. this Right, 10ml bottle It solved one problem That you so children can't get into it And obviously 10ml Is not as bad as drinking 30ml So I can understand that But you've, by doing that You've created an even bigger problem With the environmental side of it
1: Well yeah And, and that's one of the biggest downfalls Of When you're making these policies, it's the unintended consequence.
0: Mm. I mean, it's always annoyed me, uh, this environmental side of it, plastics. Now, you and me are both of an age where we remember going to a fish and chip shop and you got it in paper. You didn't ask for a a, a plastic tray. You didn't ask for a plastic fork. You had a wooden fork and you had paper. You go to the supermarket and you are forced... You're not by choice, this is definitely not by choice. You are forced to use more plastic, and it's happened over the years, especially since we've been growing up. I mean, I'm 48. When I was a kid, you used to go to the um, vegetables, and it used to be loose in a paper bag. Yep now you go and get it it's in a plastic bag everything's in a plastic bag and what i find more than annoying than anything else the consumer has been forced into this situation yeah not we've not yeah, asked for it we've been forced into it we've been forced into this plastic uh, usage but unfortunately when it comes to the government it's the consumer that has to pay for it yeah
1: and and this is the this is where the UK beer etc with the ten mil yeah. comes in.
0: I mean, I remember yeah. as a kid, you used to get a milkman, and you used to have to give your empty milk bottles back. I remember being as a kid, we used to have a pop man that used to come round, and we have to give our empty bottles of pop back. Oh, and you used to get. I used to. Look that. Well, you used to get. I think it was some daft like five p a bottle or something daft like that. We used to get. What. Oh, uh. So, Reminds me one of my childhood scams. We used to jump over a back wall into the pub. So we, th- we, we, we think we think that pop. we're moving forward, but actually when we think about it, we've gone backwards when we're coming to waste. And we are being forced into this situation. This is what hmm. really annoys me. It's like we've got forced into ten mil bottles. I mean there's I don't no... know any I really don't know anybody that prefers ten mil. Hmm. I mean, they're crazy. I mean, why? I mean, you can see the industry. Why do you think that short fills came so popular? Because people don't want ten mil bottles. Well, this is it. I mean, the, the good thing that's
1: come out of it is because people have got used to the idea of mixing the Nick, etc. I think partly that's helped with the uh, the home mixing
0: market because mm. it takes the fear out of it. Yeah. But I, I mean, when I used when I first started vaping, it used to be a lot easier, especially when I was doing uh, juice reviews, that you used to get a 30ml bottle. It was yeah. already had its nicotine in, so you didn't have to worry about too much of the steeping side of things. You could taste the juice, review it, da-da-da, done. Whereas now, if you're doing a juice review, you're either reviewing it with no nicotine in it at all. If you get a 10 mil bottle, which is not giving you a true representation of the liquid because nicotine Mm. depends on what nicotine that you actually put in the juice uh, can give it different effects. If they go for a cheaper um, nicotine, it normally gives a harsher hit. If they go mm. for a premier nicotine into the uh, juice, it normally gives it a milder, but you're still getting, obviously, that nicotine. And it does alter the actual flavour of your juice. So now, obviously, having to put, um, especially if it's only descending your 10ml to review, you're not going to put any nicotine on it. So it's giving it a slight misrepresentation misrepresent- of the actual juice. New teeth there, Mark. I know, new teeth. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I got it out, though. I did get it out. I was <laughs> <No, it's> impressed. I <laughs> put it away. you scaring me. Yeah. <laughs> <Too> long.
1: <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean... It... The other thing is, how are you supposed to really review a juice on 10 mil?
2: Because
1: mm.
0: you and I know,
1: you stick that on a dripper. God, yeah.
0: Yeah. It ain't going to last long <laughs> I remember once Bless the guy um, And I could see where this guy was coming from It was one of the comments I got In one of the juice reviews I'd done And this guy And I, where is he, his mindset was coming from And I thought yeah I understand Where you're coming from He turned around and says The best way to actually um, evaluate a juice And it's flavour Is not just to have it in an RDA But to also have it in a tank as well now, yeah. to, if you was going to do a a fully fledged juice review, yeah, RDA and a and a tank, yeah, I can totally get it. But if you're only getting ten mil, and sometimes you only get five mil, you've got no hope mm. for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, yeah, so we'll fill the tank and then we'll put the vapors on the dripper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. If only it was as easy as
0: we thought, eh? Oh, God, yeah, you're not kidding. (laughs) Well, getting back to the environmental thing, so what do you think would be a solution, besides obviously going to glass instead of glass bottles? Well,
1: I mean, there's been work done on water-soluble plastics, but obviously free juice and things, that's not going to work. But in terms of packaging... Mm you know your actual seal your wrappers around the box and things yeah that could be a viable mm. but obviously they'd need to do a lot more um factory work on that to make it economically possible mm. um i don't think there is that many choices that they've got out there mm. to replace a single-use plastic i mean it would have to be I mean, <coughs> I'm trying. To, I'm trying me. to think what you would, what they would norm, make normal bottles there of,
0: mm. and I, I really can't think of that m- many changes other than glass.
1: Mm.
0: I mean, if they're on about, I mean, not just on vaping but that side of it. What about actual chemicals? You know, industrial mm. chemicals. Um, how they're going to change that? I mean, you get them one liter uh, bottles with bleach and things like that in. Mm. Are they going to have to be reusable as well? Is it
1: reusable or recyclable? Because mm. that's a big difference.
0: But where the way the actual um, report is saying is reusable.
1: Yeah, I mean, they... I, they mentioned bamboo fibre to uh, cardboard packing peanuts. Hmm. You know, um, I mean, I, I suppose a bamboo alternative, you know, a, a bottle made out of, uh, well, I suppose you would call it uh, stabilised wood, but mm. using bamboo, bamboo fibre,
0: yeah. I have seen plastic bags made out of hemp. Yeah. I, I've seen them, I saw them on LinkedIn on their website oh. uh, someone was promoting it and literally uh they biodegrade so that would be quite interesting yeah i mean some of the 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 times for breaking stuff
1: down This, scared mm. i mean one of the ones that i think vaping has had an effect on is cigarette butts mm. now in the article they talk about it taking between a year and five years to break down in landfill. Now, we've all done a bit of gardening and yeah. dug over and, and we've got that crusty fag end up. Mm. I, I think they're being quite generous there with one to five years. Yeah, I think they yeah. are. I think
0: it's a bit longer than
1: that. Yeah, I mean, again, this was a conversation that you and I had and, and my uh, thought was that uh, it was sort of some form of almost fibreglass But then you pointed out, you know, the the safe books are more likely to be sort of spun plastic. Mm. So, uh, but what alternative would you use for that? Exactly.
0: It's very interesting times. Right. Are we going to go on to our main topic time? Oh, can we? Main topic
1: time! I'm all a tingle.
0: (laughs) And tonight's main topic is music. And I thought I'd ask you the question first off, because we're both big, big musos. We we can't get away from it. So I'm going to ask you the question that I've been wanting to ask you. What was your first ever record you bought?
1: Madness, absolutely. Yes, Madness, absolutely. Uh... What? I'm trying to think which one I'd heard. I'd been around the Friends and he'd been playing On The Beat Pete, which wasn't one that they ever sort of released as a single. Mm. But it just had that two-tone feel, you know, mm. that energy to it. Mm. I,
0: that was it. I was hooked. I had to go out and buy the album. Oh, bless you. The first ever record vinyl, I didn't even buy a single. I bought an album. And that was Hard Day's Night. That, well, was, mean, that, me. that was my first ever record. You're younger than I am, so... Yeah. Mm. That's impressive. Mm. <laughs> well, I was um, when I was a kid, I mean, I'm talking... How old would I have been? I would have been probably about ten. Around about ten-ish, yeah. yeah. Around about ten, and I, I can remember it. And it was, it was second-hand. It was an original 1964... Vinyl Um, I was a big fan of the Beatles Um, I'd watched Yellow Submarine And it was like Yeah, I love this You know, it was sort of like Five, six year old And Mm -hmm. yeah, my literally my first I I, I can remember it now It was Doncaster Market And a guy was um, Selling old second hand records And things like that And I think I paid Something like 50p for it
1: Gordon Bennett
0: Yeah. Cheap as chips. I know. Yeah. (laughs) 180 gram vinyl, it was. was, Yeah, that was my first ever one. And the first ever record player uh, my mum bought me uh, was a second-hand White Fidelity. All it was is a record player with two separate speakers. And he even had 78 on it.
1: (laughs) It's weird weird you should say that, because we had a big old sort of cabinet...
0: To, um, oh, wrong Set. Oh, yeah. My mum and dad and had a Ferguson. Had... Massive big unit. Yeah, huge
1: big I mean, this thing filled top of a, a. Well, it was just like a, a stack of drawers where you put all your records underneath. Mm. Um it had got a 2P taped topper needle arm. Oh,
0: yeah, you had to have that just to keep it. You had to have that. <laughs>
1: And it got the 78 up to the 78, and I loved that because whatever you put on sounded like Pinky and Perky.
0: Mm. <laughs> oh, I was brilliant, yeah. We, uh, we, my mum used to call it a radiogram. Oh, a the radio, radio-gram. yeah, because it had big dialy radio on it. But I tell you one thing, the bass speakers in it were absolutely brilliant, really. What well. well, my mum and dad were fairly into the music, and my dad liked mm. his. Rock and roll. and My mum liked a bit of classical, a bit of easy listening, that type of stuff. But out of their record collection, um, they had Donna Summer's uh, "I Feel Love," and what I used you to the crank, one? yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and crank that one up on bass on that. And it was absolutely brilliant as a kid.
1: <laughs> God, if you're talking disco, "Ring My Bell" is
0: the song that always sticks in my head. Oh God, yeah. That... I was never into disco, I've got to admit, but Donna Summers uh, one had it like. But my dad used to listen to um a lot of jazz as well. So he used to have these really weird jazzy albums and things like that, so yeah. Oh right. But he liked his rock and roll. He really did like his rock and roll. He liked his so like your Roy Orbison and things like that. So mm. yeah. Oh we had uh,
1: Oh Pat Boone. I think what else there was a bit of Abba in there does some queen um dad loves rolling stones oh yeah oh that's cool so oh I had some great stuff to listen to yeah um then he went out and brought bought springsteens born in the USA mm. and, and that sort of turned me onto to
0: that sort of working man's rock
1: yeah
2: hmm
0: See, so I, went, he, he, I went the other way, you see, because yeah. I used to be a big fan of Tomorrow's World. Remember the TV nice. te- television programme, oh, Tomorrow's yeah. World? I used to be a real big fan of that. And I saw a group called Craftwork. And that, oh, yeah. I was hooked. And I went from being so sort like of really uh, quite young... I went from listening to so like the Beatles and things like that. I went off on a electronic early part. So so like this, you you talk in nineteen seventy seventy eight ish round about that type of time when the electronic music really Ooh. started kicking in, and I was listening to people like Human League and things like that, Craftwork and all that type of stuff, and yeah, I got into that. F- I, I sort of like didn't listen to any rock music. It was all electronic music I was into. Uh, so I started
1: to almost on the rock. Mm. Yeah, so I went from two tone, which was quite sort of upbeat, poppy. Mm. Yeah, and then the hormones kicked in, and I wanted angry music. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I am Maiden. Well, exploited punk's not dead mm. that was another that was another first uh record then i made number of the beast oh that brilliant album love that album
0: mm. oh, you see i went 24 <laughs> <Cater> avenue oh <laughs> see I, I i went into rock i mean i'm a metalhead nowadays but it was so like my mm. my journey was weird because i got into bands like um Depeche Mode and people like that now so like mid halfway through Depeche Mode's career They went so like a little bit heavier and heavier and then Mm. I started listening to people like The Cure, The Mission Echo and the Bunnymen and people like that then it all of a sudden I started listening to Sisters of Mercy and obviously you can see where this is going then all oh, yeah. of a sudden, I started listening to heavier and heavier and heavier music. So mine was <laughs> a real weird curve, from listening to the Beatles, going into the electronic music, going into serious hard rock, <laughs> then mm. into Metallica and all them lot. <laughs> now mine sort of started from the the
1: British stuff, mm. you know, like AM, AB, Saxon. Yeah. That sort of genre, yeah, Rainbow, mm. um stopped off at Led Zepp. Mm. That was that was thanks to Lee. Then Marillion. Oh, you can't beat Mid Marillion. Oh, the fishy area of Marillion is, mm. is that's my happy place, yeah. Um and then from that, because we it was such a small village where I grew up anyway. The people I was hanging around with were listening to the likes of Alien Sex Fiend, Theatre of Hate, mm. um,
0: Spirit of Destiny. I saw Spirit of Destiny at, um, where were they now? Uh, Leopard in Donny. Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> oh, but that was a good one.
0: Well, as soon as I turned um, 17, every week I went to see a band. Every mm. week. And that was, see, I was never a big, mega, mega drinker. I mean, obviously, I used to like my drink like any 18-year-old, 17-year-old. But I used to like going to see bands. It was a big thing, going to see bands. So, obviously, I'd either be in Doncaster, I'd be at Redford Porterhouse... I'd be at um, the Wappentech in Sheffield and places like that, or Rock City wow. in, in Nottingham every week. That was my thing: going to see bands. And the amount of bands I saw between, sort of like me turning seventeen to me, in my me twenties, god, that many bands, unreal.
1: <laughs>
0: Music, but I mean,
1: loved it. Oh, tell me, and it's weird because again i've done the opposite to you it wasn't until i got to college that i started going to see bands mm. and my first ever gig was watching aerosmith at the nmc with thunder and support yes doing a full full version
0: of backstreet symphony live that was back in 1990 that one mm. <laughs> that was my <laughs> The first reason why ever i movie. know this is because uh, they did the monsters of rock which I went to see, and obviously Whitesnake was there, Thunder, Choir Boys, um, who else were there? Um, I think Vixen were there as well. Oh, that were an amazing oh, weekend. Vixen. That. Oh, yeah. oh. 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 oh, Vixen. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, Vixen. Nurse, please, mm. the screens. We're <laughs> saying that,
0: I mean, we were talking about, I was into electronic music. I used to like uh, The Runaways. I had a big thing for Runaways. Yeah. Oh, I had a thing for Joan Jet. Oh. oh. She could so be my cherry bomb any day at week. <laughs> 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 two posters I used to have on my wall. Uh, I used to have Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Blondie, and uh, Joan Jet.
1: <laughs> well, two out of that three aren't giving mixed signals. Yeah. The third one. <laughs> Only two of the members were. <laughs> Lita Ford was always my pin-up girl. Oh, she was a babe. Her and Doro Pesh, mm-hmm. Warlock. Oh. Oh. For those that haven't seen Dora Pesh or Lita Ford, Google it. Don't look at the photos now. Look at the photos sort of circa 87, 88. Yeah. Big hair, blonde, loads of hairspray. Uh, happy little days. look like Sebastian Bat, really. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we've done First Loves.
0: What's your favourite gig? My favourite gig? Oh, it's got to be Roger Waters. It's got to be. <laughs> I am surprised at that. It's got to be Roger Waters. Um, I am a mega, 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 mega Pink Floyd fan. I I have been for mm, ever since I can remember. And I never got the chance to go and see Pink Floyd live. And on my thirtieth birthday, was it my thirtieth or my forty? No, my fortieth. Uh, Roger Waters was doing the tour of the wall, yeah. and my beautiful wife had organized the tickets for my birthday. I didn't know anything about it, and yeah, so that's one of my favorite. But oh, I've wow. got so many, I've got so many because I went to see Metallica at Sheffield, and that was awesome, absolutely awesome. So, yeah. <sighs> Another another a, a crazy a, a crazy gig that I went to was in Bradford, and I went to see the Bad Shepherds, and yeah. they were absolutely fantastic. They were really were a good gig. That I'm trying to see
1: what mine is. Dave Lee Roth, Whitley Bay. and, Oh God, what would this be? Just after Little Ain't Enough mm. was released. And you've got Mr. Bigger's support. Oh, but they, they Mr. Had, Big. <laughs> yeah, they just had the hit with the I'm the one. Mm. And then Diamond Dave came on. And I've gotta say, I mean he was knocking on by the time by the 90s. Mm. And that boy knows how to put on a show. Mm. He came on and the whole place lit up. I mean, there was blokes. You could see they were ready to throw their boxer shorts on stage. You know, I mean, oh, he's God. got that sort of appeal. <laughs> <laughs> but, but about three quarters of the way through the show, he disappeared. Mm. So there was this huge bottle of Newcastle Brown, an inflatable one behind it. He disappeared. And then we'd all been sort of crowded around this structure in the middle of the... We thought it was like the sound decks, yeah? Yeah. And they whipped these covers off. And it was the boxing ring, which was the thing from the, uh, the video for Little Ain't Enough. All right. And the next thing you know, you've got Dave Lee Roth right in the middle of the crowd in this boxing ring. <laughs> Singing and dancing away. Absolutely Amazing. And then he finishes off his his last song of the night was uh, "California Girls," mm. and this huge pair of fish uh, stocking encased legs suddenly inflated on the stage. <laughs> so you've got this massive bottle of brown where her uh, uh, sort of cheeky yeah. bits were, juggy bits, and then these these two legs coming out of me. <laughs>
0: I've never laughed so much in your life I tell you one of the worst gigs I ever went to uh, Was at Sheffield um, At the time I was in the uh, band And we were so like I, I, I wouldn't say that we were so like falling out or anything But we were so like We was getting ready for that Come on we're, we're going to do a band thing together Type thing We're were So like you know yeah. Reinvigorate ourselves And Iron Maiden was playing at Sheffield And the bass player, Scott, uh, in the band, he he lived locally to um, uh, Hallam Arena. So he says, oh, I'll get the tickets. So, yeah, okay, yeah, no worries. So he he got the tickets for for all of us. There were five of us in total. And he says, oh, we're at Mosh Pit. I thought, okay, great. Now, the Mosh Pit, there's two Mosh Pits. There's the Mosh Pit right next to the stage then there's Mm -hmm. the mosh pit at the back where the soundboard is yeah yeah he was the one at the Uh, soundboard now if as you can tell well you won't know i'm only five foot five i i never saw anything of that gig the only thing that i saw of iron maiden that whole show was when eddie was walking around sticking the two fingers up. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) The only thing that I saw the whole gig was a load of hairy blokes bouncing and headbanging in front of me. That were it. I never saw a thing. (laughs) You should have been in that Dave Lee Roth gig, mate, because it was mainly girls. They were hairy and they were bouncing. But... (laughs)
1: Different.
0: <laughs> yeah I mean it wouldn't that wouldn't have been surprising I mean there were some girls so obviously I could look Ooh. at some butts <laughs> but that's it, that's it. <laughs> yeah, so like, I'm at the back of the arena and all I could see was sort of like heads and that were it because I'm only little <laughs> oh bless you <laughs> uh, did see i maiden <laughs> the weird, the weirdest one I went to
1: in terms of that because it was it was like a, a sort of proper You know, like when you go to the theatre and everybody sits in the seats? Mm. Yeah. Went to see Cinderella at uh, Newcastle City Hall. Ooh, nice. And they got uh, sabotage with support. Mm -hmm. That was good. Mm -hmm. That was good. Um, But you had a proper seat. You know? So everybody's sort of sat down. And it, it was like being at church because you sat down, then you stood up, and you boogied away a bit, but you didn't sort of move that much from your seat, mm. you know. Whereas the, the Aerosmith, because it had been at the NEC, it was it was literally just like plastic seating, mm. so everybody just shoved it out of the way and had a good old boogie, you know. But it just seemed really weird. There's all these people in leather, but that has to be the best dressed concert I've ever been to. You know, because you know you used to have your leathers mm. and and denim over. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got to have you caught. Oh, you got to have you caught. So I'd got mine on. I painted up me uh, me leathers. I'd got the uh, Federkin shoulder red hand prints, and uh, I've got Terry Pratchett. So I got a picture of Rincewind and the luggage. Oh yeah. Falling out of deaths. I got i painted death really sort of uh, faintly in the background. Mm. So it looked like they were falling out of his cowl. All right, cool. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> so I'm doing that, and I'm looking around, and there's all these, like, 300-quid cowboy boots and the, the snakeskin uh, lycra leggings and that on all these people who obviously come to see Cinderella. You know? mm. It was, like, all these posh glam rockers out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking like an extra from the fields of Nephilim
0: compared to this yeah.
1: one <laughs> Jeez.
0: so I've got to ask you um, what is your secret like the one that you're so like mm, I really shouldn't like this but I do oh um Bee <laughs> That's yeah. your
1: secret, your BGs. I I am I am known when I am thoroughly, thoroughly miffed mm. to whack on
0: some BGs. <laughs> no it's not <laughs> I actually don't mind some BGs. I've got oh to admit. I got asked that question and I haven't. I have not got a embarrassing secret. Oh come on! I haven't. I'm quite happy to be proud of all the music I listen to.
1: There's, there's not a sneaky copy of Camouflage anywhere. No, 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 no. I'm pretty Star, good. Star Trek in the firm, yeah.
0: No, I no, I didn't get that one. But I did get the uh, Pump Up the uh, Volume. Uh, sorry, Pump Up the Bitter. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> With the B-side, are you affiliated? <laughs>
1: I think the only thing I ever got like that was uh, Matlads.
0: Oh, I used to have loads of Matlads, uh, on vinyl especially. Beer and sex and chips and gravy, all a Matlad wants. <laughs> <laughs> I remember getting dragged by the ear
1: from the, sick, the, the head of the six because I was singing along to Sweaty Betty on me wall. <laughs> Not the best. Best choice of songs to be singing along to, you Yeah, yeah. he was he was outraged.
0: Yeah, there's. I've I've got to admit there is no, uh, uh, music genre that I'm embarrassed about. None. I, I just love music. Um, I like. I mean, I'm a metalhead at heart. I love me electronic music, and I like some cheesy stuff as well. Um, mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. I know him so well. I love that, yeah, I like that, I think it's a lovely little track In fact, Barbara Dickinson
1: and Elaine Page, if I remember correctly Yeah,
0: I like like also, I'm I'm one of these people, I'm very much like, um, what was his name, John Peel John Peel always turned round and said, my next favourite record hasn't been made yet Good choice, yeah
1: and it's true
0: because it's so like I will listen to virtually anything and I'll listen to it I mean there's lots of stuff I don't like Uh, there's some stuff that's like yeah it's okay and then there's some stuff I really really love Uh, Mm. but I will always give something a listen what's this leads me into my next question
1: so forget the one you're embarrassed about what's the one song you've listened recently to
0: that you never thought you'd catch yourself listening to? Oh, um, I'm can. i trying to think of a name now. It's Nothing Breaks Like the Heart. It's called, the song's called, uh, what's her name now? Oh, the little weird one. Little Blonde. Yeah. I can't think of a name now, but yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think that is a, Cut! I heard the dance remix version of it, and mm. I thought, Blimey, yeah, that is!" And I thought that 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 title—I think there was the title—nothing breaks like the heart. And I mm. thought, "Ooh, that sort of, like can kind of rang with me." So yeah. Oh, I can't think of a name now. I'm some sure someone in the comments will put who it was. <laughs> <laughs> In fact they'll be listening to this now, you can imagine it, and they'll be shouting at us who it was. I can't think oh, of her name probably. now. <laughs>
1: oh, she's on an advert as well about doing her own thing. It's a car advert. Oh no, it's
0: not, um, not uh, her. no, it's not her, no. Um Oh I'm thinking of a different one then. Oh that's she had a very
1: similar titled song. Hmm. Um I think my weirdest one. I was watching. Uh, I came across it on the internet. It was it was a program about slavery. Would you believe? Okay. It, it, it was how the song "Amazing Grace" came about. Oh yeah. And it was "Amazing Grace" for those that don't know. You know the the uh, the one we always seem to end up singing in uh, church, you know, or, or funerals. Um, was written. By the captain of a slavery ship. Hmm. And he found God and, and he, he wrote the, the, uh, the song. But at the end of this, I think it was a, a Sky, you know, their three-parter sort of drama series, it was one of those. There was an amazing, rousing version, bagpipe version of Amazing Grace. Hmm. And I actually found myself downloading this, driving into work one morning. With amazing grace, blaring out of the windows. <laughs> the
0: looks I got. <laughs> yeah, I, I could quite imagine. But I I love classical music as well. I had um Oh Bark. Yeah. I love listening to Bark. Yeah. Oh I bit of Johan. I can't beat a bit of bark. Really yeah. do like it. I'm I'm more your Beethoven I think I'm a bit bit
1: more mainstream.
0: Um, Air on you know uh, Moonlight Sonata yeah you know Air on a G string etc. I mean one of my favourites is Takata. yeah I That's... love that absolutely love it to pieces um, but yeah I've always been into classical music I I do like a lot of especially um, uh, film scores yeah I really do like uh, a lot of film score music um, I, yeah I love my music that side of it as well. I suppose I best talk a little bit about me and all, aren't I? What do you had? Yeah. Besides being into the vaping uh, world, I actually released a single back in uh, 2014. Yes. I'm heavily into uh, 1920s, 1930s um, blues. And when I say blues, I'm talking about real deep down uh, delta blues, where it's sort of like one bloke... guitar and he's stomping on the old boards and that's it and i also play what is called a cigar box guitar if you don't know what a cigar box guitar is uh, i'll give you a very very quick history lesson a cigar box guitar is back in the depression eras people obviously couldn't afford especially in america couldn't afford um, to buy a guitar so they used to make musical instruments pretty much out of Anything that they could find a lot of them used to use just a broom handle and a cigar box Uh, Get some chicken wire and that was your guitar and people like Bo Diddley uh, his actual name is derived from the Diddley bow, which is a single stringed instrument So a little bit of history lesson there. So I got heavily into cigar box guitars and Built them played them and I released a single didn't do too bad actually. Got to a number of hundred, and, hundred and something in the iTunes blues charts. So yeah, did pretty well. Me. Played across America. <laughs> yeah, so I did pretty well.
1: Blimey, I knew you were vape famous. I didn't realise you were a pop star as well, mate. Oh not vape
0: famous vape famous.
1: <laughs> not vape famous. But those that are scratching their heads. I know
0: how much he doesn't like that phrase. <laughs> so, yeah, you may come across me as Soulcatcher and his Dude for Diddly Band over on uh, YouTube at some point. I wasn't very good or anything like that, but I enjoyed what I do. doing. I used oh, to gig yeah. and things like that. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short. Sure. Seriously, folks.
1: Solo, do for Diddly Band, Whack it into the search. There are some cracking tracks on there. (laughs) Some absolute (laughs) stormers. Yeah. I mean, if you like it raw. Oh, it's definitely
0: raw. It's raw. (laughs) It's raw. It's rough around the edges. (laughs) That's not how I meant it, dear boy. It's definitely raw. It's good. No, it's good stuff.
1: It really is.
0: The whole ethos behind it, though, was lo- what the cluster's lo-fi. You I mean you get hi-fi? This was classed mm. as lo-fi, so everything was back to basics. And I actually loved going back to basics. I mean, a, a cigar box guitar. Most of them are a three-string uh, guitar. You play mainly with a slide. And you recorded it very, very basically. There was no overdubbing, nothing, anything like that. And everything was played live. So I, I've, you've, if you've ever seen my reviews, you'll see my bass drum in the back. So I was literally a one-man band. So you, you're hitting the bass drum while playing and singing at the same time. And you recorded it live as well. So it was very, as Steve was saying, very raw and back to basics. And it honest
1: I find it uh, I'm not very good at describing stuff but I mean he, it, Mark would very kindly once gave me a copy of his uh, cd and uh it was live without a box and what a track that's still on rotation in my
0: car oh bless you yeah but self self penned that <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome yeah, I did the, the B-side was Hard Rain Blues, and I literally wrote that, sat on the toilet at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm not going to ask what you've been eating. <laughs> <laughs> right, we have reached that hour, my dear friend. I can't believe that this has just gone so quick.
1: You're you we can't have reached it all. Yeah,
0: we've reached it already. Oh, here we go.
1: Do for Diddly Band. Soul catcher straight up here. Let's have a look on the videos. Oh,
0: come on. I want to be able to give people what to look for. It's easy. Just look for Soul Catcher and his Do for Diddly Band.
1: Uh, It is awesome stuff. It really does be checking out. There's some very strange pictures when you put that in. <laughs> I can't Ooh, see what you're looking saying? at. Be thankful. I'm scared. <laughs> 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 no wonder I can't find it in videos. Oh, here we go. Right. So, what you want to be looking for? There is. Let's. Soul Catering is for deadly band. In fact, yes, just whacking soul catering is due for diddly bands. D double O F A diddly is D I double D L E Y. You will be in for a treat if you like that style of music. If you don't like that style of music, you'll be in for a treat.
0: Yes, you will. (laughs) (laughs) It's all like, oh my god. (laughs)
1: Don't be surprised if you start drinking out of jam jars and mm. things. It has that effect. Yeah, he, he's very redneck.
0: <laughs> Love your mama. <laughs> <Pa>. <laughs> of my mama's my sister. <laughs> no, 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 too early.
1: No, too early. <laughs> Don't upset people. No.
0: Bless <laughs> you. Yes, uh, Right well it is that hour kiddo I can't believe how quick this has gone so quickly got So too right mm. and there's so much we haven't touched on I know we'll have to save that for a next
1: podcast I know but sisters we've got uh, mm. sis- Andrew Aldrich can take up a good half hour on his own Exactly <laughs> And we didn't mention uh, art of noise either No we will save that for another one <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, dear star. <laughs> right
0: right i'll let you wind up first
1: well firstly thank you so much for listening we always appreciate it if there's anything heard that you've heard that you'd like to comment on uh get in touch with us at tales at the home at gmail.com or come across to solar and reviews.com and check out the blog feel free to leave a comment um we will try and get back to you. Mm. Yeah.
2: Yo, if, definitely. You want,
1: if you've got any ideas on stuff you'd like us to talk about, tales of the home, gmail.com. We'll try and work it through. It would be lovely to get some messages so that we could do a uh, listener special. Yep. If you want to send us in a question again, same email address. You can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter, you can find us on Instagram. We're also on SoundCloud, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts, and we're on Anchor FM, if you want to listen to us in the car. There you go. Indeed.
0: Anchor FM.
1: (laughs) Indeed. And handing over to uh,
0: Mark. Well, I'd just like to say thank you to you, Steve. I have had a thoroughly enjoyable history lesson. There's more questions to be answered. Oh, there's definitely more. Oh, you're not kidding. Honestly, no, just want to say a big thank you to everybody that's listened to us. Uh, we do love your support and thank you very much for that. I do appreciate it. Like we did say, we're on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcasts, so you can check us out there as well. Obviously, we're on the solo Solon Reviews uh, page as well. So, yeah, you can hear us and listen to us where and when you would like, which I think is always a good thing. So if you're for argument's sake, you're rebuilding one of your RDAs, you can be listening to us while you're doing that, or you've got some homework or something like that, you can be listening to us while you're doing that. So it's always uh, a different way of uh, enjoying Tales from the Home. (laughs) You're not going to sound like Barry White, mate. Come uh,
1: on. Uh, no.
2: <laughs> check it out.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: my lover.
1: <laughs> That's a terrifying thought. In 18 years, this body appears at the door. I was conceived.
2: Yes. <laughs> And um, if you are like
1: doing that, stop it. Yes, stop definitely. It. You can't concentrate if you're doing that and are trying to listen to us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to say goodbye and thank you, Steve.
1: Oh, thank you, Mark. It's always a pleasure, mate. Right. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.